0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of 7 Minutes or Less. There's not a lot of basketball to talk about, but luckily, and thankfully, during coronavirus, we've been blessed with this documentary about the Chicago Bulls, The Last Dance. So what I want to do is go over every single episode as it happens. This session, I will be discussing episode one. And this was mainly about Jerry Krause, who was the reason why the Bulls became champions, but also was the reason why um, they fell apart at the end. And his stubbornness to, you know, want to rebuild. He saw that the writing was on the wall, that Rodman was getting, you know, difficult to handle, and he was not as good as he was before, and Pippen wasn't as good, and Pippen didn't want a big contract. That stuff I can kind of accept because there were all these rumors about Pippen um, being offered in trades for Sean Kemp. At the time, that would have made some sense. Although, Sean Kemp kind of just fell by the wayside um, after the, the the lockout in 98, or 99, sorry. So he wouldn't have lasted very long. He gained like 40 pounds. He was never the same player. He had one good year in Cleveland after that, but that's about it. But he was amazing in his prime, and that would have been a decent trade. But at the time... You know, I understand wanting to retool. Um, It was a good idea, but not when you have Michael Jordan, who still wants to play. I agree with Michael Jordan. What he said here was, in the documentary, it was like, I have the right to, we all as champions have a right to defend our titles as long as we want to. And not allowing Phil Jackson to come back and tell him this is your last year, no matter what, even if you go 82-0. and That was just messed up. That just shows ego. And, you know, he was by all accounts, a nice person, Jerry Krause, and he was actually a very good GM, but come on, you know, like, you gotta, you're the one who gave Phil Jackson his job, and I think that's what it was, he found Phil Jackson, he discovered him, and then Phil Jackson became bigger than Krause, and he was getting a lot of the credit, Jordan only wanted to play for him, he loved him so much, and he was getting paid more than Krause, so, you know, it was a different time. I think that was a very unfortunate thing. But just to discuss some of the things that I liked about the first episode, I liked all of it, honestly. The only thing that was missing, it was really like a black hole, you know, I was shocked that this was not put in there. Maybe they're going to touch up on it in the Dream Team segment. Um, Maybe they'll flash back to 1984 for the original Olympic team because they left out a very, very, very important part of it. Um, they did show that famous quote by Bobby Knight, who was coaching the USA team at the time, that Michael Jordan is the best athlete he's ever seen. He's the most fundamentally sound he's ever seen. He is the he has the strongest will he's ever seen. Basically, he said he's the best basketball player he's ever seen as a collegian. You know, so that was that was kind of out of context because if you understood who Michael what what Michael Jordan was doing back then it would make a lot more sense because they did mention in that part of the documentary that had the Olympics happened before the draft Jordan would have went number one and I agree with that Um, but what happened Jordan um, they were having these the the USA team was having um, these tryouts uh, exhibition games I should say they weren't tryouts um, in the tryouts, actually, Charles Barkley was interviewed recently, and I've heard this before. But Barkley didn't make the team. Bobby Knight, I guess, didn't like, you know, Charles's build and maybe his attitude. Who knows? But he was like down to out of like hundred people trying out for the team. Barkley, um, I think, was like in the top twenty, about to make the roster. He said he was a, he was the second best player. And then when they asked him like who was this first best player, and he was like this guy, Michael Jordan. I've never seen such a player that that he was easily the best player I've ever seen. So that was one thing that they left out. But the major flaw was not talking about what Jordan did in the exhibition games leading up to the Olympics. Um, The college team had, at the time, they were you couldn't send pros to the Olympics in the NBA, so they were playing against adults. And what Jordan did was they played Team USA. Sorry, Team USA played NBA All-Stars like eight or nine times. Um, and that those teams had Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, all in their primes. And Jordan demolished them. Like he didn't lose. I think maybe he lost one game. Which is insane. Like he was like he was like eight and one against these all-star superstar players, probably the best players we've ever seen in history. And Jordan demolished it. Not only was he scoring at will and playing defense But he he was winning He was beating these guys um, Which I thought was something special And that, that understanding of that in context Is like okay that's why Bobby Knight said such a thing And that's why Jordan would have went number one Now about going number one We all know he was picked third um, In the draft After Olajuwon went first to the Rockets Second was Sam Bowie Bowie played for Kentucky He was a good seven footer Who's actually a very talented guy. Um, and in a center-dominated league back then, you know, guards weren't winning. Magic Johnson technically was a guard, but he was really like a jack-of-all-trades. He was a six, 9 center who could play guard also. Like, he just played every position. But traditional guards were not dominating the league. So every team needed an all-star center to win a championship at the time. Think about it. Moses Malone in the early 80s. That's when he took the Sixers over the top. Finally, Parish, um, Kareem, these are all All Stars. So Bowie was a good pick. I mean, he did have a bad knee, but the Blazers didn't take Jordan because they had Clyde Drexler. Drexler still was averaging like I think seven points per game after his rookie season, but he was projected to be a really, really good player. And you could have played him as a small forward, really, in like the James Worthy kind of role, very similar kind of player. Um, but you know, I can't fault the Blazers for making that pick at the time, especially not seeing Jordan in the Olympics. But another thing I discussed in the past, or a lot of people don't know this, and I didn't know it till recently, which, which shocked me, was that the Rockets were offered Clyde Drexler and the number two pick for Ralph Sampson, seven foot four phenom center who had a very short-lived career, but him and Olajuwon were the Twin Towers in Houston. And I mean, at the time, it's hindsight, hindsight it's 2020, but if you think about it, they could have had Akeem, Drexler, and Jordan for 10 years. I mean, that would have been incredible. That's an unbeatable team from the get-go. I mean, the Rockets were a young team and made the finals in 86 with Olajuwon. So he was a power forward. So uh, they could have done so much damage for 10, 15 years who knows it's just uh, it's a crazy what if but anyway that was a that was a good first episode Um, not my favorite but it opened my eyes a lot about Jerry Krause